All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Locked on Avalanche. Busy week for the Avs. We had two wins, one loss, and a broken water main break. Lots to get to in this one. It was interesting. New episode of Locked on Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Locked On Avalanche. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. He's Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. You can follow us on our social media outlets, LOP and underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions, Locked On Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe and get notified when a new show goes live. All right, Mr. Sullivan, uh, the turkey dinner has been digested. We had a few days off last week, but a lot was happening in avalanche land. And we talked at the beginning of the week last week how busy it was going to be with the four games. Only played three, thanks to uh, Nashville not paying their water bill. Um, and, but still the, 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 two games that we were focused in on, even though three out of the four were division games, the two games that everybody was circling for the week were obviously against Dallas and the avalanche won both of them, one in a shootout at the beginning of the week. And then the other one in regulation, uh, at the end of the week. So you have to feel pretty good about that. And even though you still trail Dallas in the division, you have three games in hand on them. So, like we've been saying for the past couple of weeks, the Avalanche are sitting pretty when it comes to where they are in the standings and just how they're playing. Yes, even in that loss to Vancouver, who you don't want to lose to, I understand that. I thought the Avalanche looked good. They've been playing more consistent hockey than at any point during the regular season, even though we're only two months in the season. I get that. But you got to feel good. And not only are they playing more consistent hockey, Members of the Avalanche are dropping like flies. And um, after you dropped that game against Vancouver, the way you rebounded with your travel schedule kind of being thrown off, you expected to go to Nashville and turn into Smashville in a water main. And then you have to go to Dallas. And then you not only rise to the occasion, you dominate that game. Um, You're seeing a lot of consistency and you're seeing the depth step up. You saw contributions from like dryden hunt like count look good at times like you're seeing what we've been asking for and yes the vancouver game you blew it in the third whoop de doo you did it you you have a couple <laughs> games that you shouldn't have lost but right. you've responded accordingly so this is a lot of good going into this next week of games i totally agree like yeah you you, you don't want to lose that game to vancouver you're going to lose other games during the regular season that you don't want to lose. Okay, it happens. How do you follow it up? And you follow it up with what was supposed to be, you know, a, a game against uh, Nashville. Was that was that Nashville game after the Vancouver game? Yes. No. It was, yeah, it was Wait. Vancouver, supposed to be Nashville, then Dallas. Okay. Yeah, okay, you're right. So, so um, how you follow it up, regardless, you lost to Vancouver and you followed it up with a very good game against a very good team so fine like you have the lost take the loss even though you don't want it and then look at like play that tape to the end 
And and that tape at the end is you had a, a, a bounce back victory against the division leading team in Dallas. And I am just impressed night in and night out right now with how the Avalanche are playing as a unit, as a team. Those things in the beginning of the season where, where the depth was just, uh, you know, throwing that Harry Potter cloak on and you couldn't yeah. see him at all. They are playing so much better right now. And and it's not just like Jared Benner can, can roll those four lines when the situation presents itself to do that. Yeah. If you're trailing, you're going to obviously play the top lines more, but right now, man, I, I I'm just so impressed with all of these guys who are filling in slots that these guys are dropping like flies. Like you said, we, we know that uh, <clears throat> Evan Rodriguez is going to be out possibly up to a month. So add him to the list of, of the, the never ending list of, of injured players for the avalanche. But now that these guys just keep playing, we've had so many injuries. These guys that are, are, are putting in for you're putting in for them. They have so many games now and, and they have so many, so much time on ice. They're getting more comfortable. They're getting their game back. You know what I mean? So is it surprising? Yes and no. Yes, because you have so many injured players and you have so many guys that just you've never seen before and, and have a lot of time on ice at the pro level. And now that they do have a lot of time, they're starting to, to come into their own. You love to see this stuff. And I'm, I'm just I'm overly impressed. I am overly impressed with with how they're playing and how, you know, we talked about Jared Bednar last week about, you know, the, the job that he continues to do with whatever hand he is dealt. He figures out a way to to get the best out of these guys. They're playing well, and I know nobody likes the the Vancouver loss. I get that, but like we were just saying, how do you respond? The Avalanche are responding well, if you ask me. And it's and it's two fronts. You have the Eagles; they were brought in under temporary positions, and now they're part time. Like they they all got promoted with everybody getting injury, like all the injuries on the team. The Eagles are now part timers. You're going to be here a while. We still have problems. And on the other front, it's different when you're losing games and you throw up your hands like Nathan McKinnon scores two goals, Kale McCarr gets two goals, and Miko gets two goals. You're doing everything in your power, and you're losing games. You're throwing up your hands. I don't know what we have to do. The Avalanche aren't losing games like this. And you can see with the way they rebounded against Dallas, mm -hmm. they know what they did wrong. They know where they let up, and they can adjust. If you're able to adjust with the deficiencies in the lineup, you're missing your big names out there. Yorgiev can still sit down and not allow anything by him, no matter what the defense yeah. is doing in front of him. If Yorgiev can respond that way and the team can make adjustments like that period to period, you are sitting good. I know the loss doesn't sit well, but the adjustments they are making is what you need to focus on, and that is what we can hold on to. No matter what the injuries look like, the Avs, as a collective unit are making the right adjustments because last year we had that ugly game against Boston. Yeah. And it's one of, you could just, you can mention that game. Everybody rolls their eyes. They know how bad that game was. They're making the adjustments we were making last year now. And that's something positive you can build on. Yeah. And I heard, you know, they brought up Oscar Olauson. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I can't remember where I saw it might've been Peter ball who tweeted it out or, or somewhere. I don't remember. But I guess they were toying around with the idea of bringing up uh, Foodie because they they liked like what he's doing on the Eagles right now. So they were thinking about giving him a shot. They eventually went with the Lawson, um, and that was the game that uh, Rodriguez got injured. 
and they put Olauson right on the second line. And Bednar said something to the effect of like he wanted him to to it was more of he wanted him to be on a line with guys who kind of play his style, which just so happened to be the second line, which is which is why he put him there. It wasn't yeah. like, yeah, he's that good. We're going to throw him on the second line. It was kind of like a strategic move to put him on the second line. And then, you know, Eric uh, Evan Rodriguez gets gets injured and it kind of threw everything for a loop. And, and it just, you know, it didn't go the way that. Yeah, I thought he looked okay, mm-hmm. um, but it was interesting. Like they, they were going between him and Foodie, so maybe Foodie's going to get a shot here at some point pretty soon. I would love to see it, but uh, w- we shall see. And Bednar, Sackick, and McFarland get to play everyone's favorite game, ELC, and let's count them down. Like you have ten games, and then that ELC is burned. It's kicking. So it, right? we get to put it together now. What these combinations are going to look like it works twofold like the colorado eagles as they sit right now aren't really threatening for the calder cup Mm. so you could take that talent that's sitting there and you could cultivate it you could purge it if you have to make a move you know what your team looks like when they're playing at the national hockey league level so you're putting your foodies your old lassens dryden hunts up there we've seen maltsef at times we've seen like the lineup night tonight you get to see what these players will do in any given like they could have put Olauson on the fourth line and just cycled him up like they have everybody else, but they know his talent because of the preseason, which we talked about mm. at length and at nauseum about how they looked in the preseason. Second line. That's what we've seen. That's what your potential is. You're there. You're going to work your way down. Many others have. Let's see what you can do. And you could play with the Eagles and see where your talent actually is. Yeah, and then they brought Sampo Ranta back up, and yep. and he was on the fourth line, and and again, he's another one who, as he continues to play, just just looks better. It's not like yep. he's, he's jumping off the screen, but when you're watching, kind of like the details of the game, like he's mixing it up. He's a big body, yeah. So he needs to kind of play that role, like kind of like the Nico Sturm role, yeah, of of being a kind of not. It's, I use the term enforcer loosely, but you know, because he has skill, he has speed, he has offense ability. But, you know, he's also a big body that can throw his weight around if, if need be. And he's starting to do that. It's so funny you brought up Nico Sturm because in that Dallas game, I had that same vibe with him running around in that reverse retro. I was like, man, that looks like mm. Sturm out there in his play style. I was like, I wish he would start adapting this a little bit more. It's our hive mind, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will discuss those reverse retros uh, a little bit later. Uh, but we are also going to get into specifically this most recent Dallas game. Um, and kind of break that down and kind of individual efforts because uh, there were some really good ones in that mm-hmm. game. But first, we are going to hear from Simply Safe. And like we've been saying, Mr. Sullivan, it is the holiday season. Packages are coming fast and furious to your doorstep, and people are lurking around the corner. I don't mean to scare you, but it happens. It happens. Uh, I think Mr. Sullivan is one of those guys. I I could be. Order a reverse retro. Find out. (laughs) He knows what the packaging looks like for the reverse retro. (laughs) Order a reverse retro and find out if that gets stolen from Shaggy Von Doom. Oh, my God. Don't do that. Uh, Be lurking in your yard like the Grinch. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Our friends over at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off of their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. So order your Simply Safe system for half off today 
and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind for this holiday season. Don't miss your chance to say big on the only security system that we recommend. Once again, it's 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There is no safe like Simply Safe. All right, man. So uh, this most recent game against Dallas, yeah, the first one we talked about, shootout win for the Avs, uh, which was good because they got the win, but they only, only gained one point. This one, you win it in regulation, you gain the two points. That's always good against the team that's above you. Um, but as far as the game goes, like, again, like this was, I just thought, an overall very, very solid performance for the Avalanche. And the one thing that sticks out, Alexander Georgiev is no joke. Yeah. Um, th- th- I, don't you feel like the goals he is letting in, like nobody is beating him solid. No. Like the, these goals that are, are getting in are kind of like, you know, the, the one that was like kind of just sitting on his pad and he kind of got like pushed in. Um, he always has good positioning and teams need to get those kind of like excuse me goals on him because he's not letting just like these slap shots just go flying over his shoulder and they just, you know, the water bottle goes flying up. That doesn't happen with him. He is playing incredible and I'm amazed at how little recognition he is getting for what he's doing. And and I just put up maybe two hours before we're recording this, the NHL's Twitter page always throughout the season puts up kind of where people stand with like best coaches, which we all know where Jared Bednar stands with that in, in the grand scheme of the media. And they always do like, you know, heart trophy, like kind of just updating. And they just did one for Vesna. They always put the top five in the graphic. And then on the bottom, just in text, they put other receiving votes. And there's like two or three other guys. Georgiev was nowhere on that list. And that blows my mind. He Tell me the league office isn't on the East Coast of New York City. Come telling on, me. people. <laughs> come, like, what are you watching? Yeah, I know. What are you watching for him to, to not even be in, on that list anywhere? That I think there was, like I said, five and then two guys at the bottom. You're telling me he's not a top seven goalie in this league right now? You're not watching the Avalanche, which is no surprise to me because they, even though they are a Stanley Cup champion, uh, defending Stanley Cup champion team, they're always going to be that team that that doesn't get the limelight like, you know, your big market teams and your Canadian teams. Um, but the way that this guy is playing, if you don't think he's one of the top goalies in the league right now, you clearly are not watching the Avalanche play. You get it. <clears throat> not just from your gift, but both goalies. Like, Frankie let up that one shot, one goal, and that's like, he gets in this mode where he sits down and he's like, that's the last one. Frankie, mm. he changes his mindset, one shot, one goal, that's it. Your gift, you have to get John Madden-esque on why it went in, because it's never a bad beat. It's never, oh, he completely misplayed that one. No, it's a fluke. It's off a, like, Kale McCarr skate or... It, it has no business going Just like a crazy goal. redirect or something like that. Like one that nobody's going to stop. Like, yeah. And I'm at the point now where I have so much confidence in your gift and what he does. Like yeah. I, I, he is just locked down and I never have to worry. I, it doesn't matter if it's a one goal lead, three goal lead. If your gives back there, fine, let's go. I can't wait to see what the offense is doing because I don't have to worry about the goaltending. And Yorgiev is yeah. out of this world. And we talked about Darcy Kemper and his demeanor as one of the things we championed. Yorgiev is the exact same way. He is just 
deadpan. He is just, I mean, yeah, he's, no. he's business, business it, guy. It's, it's it's the most comfortable I felt with with an Avalanche goalie in, in quite maybe since that the that uh, Vesna like season that uh, Varlamov Varley. had. Yeah, yeah, and and you know with with all the other goals we've had, you've go you go through periods where they're solid and then they're having like a good run, and yeah, you feel good. But then it, you know, eventually it drops off, and then they have like a couple bad games in a row. He hasn't had that yet. He might, he probably will. You know, he's going to have a bad game. Uh, but the, but so far this season, he has been rock solid. Yeah. And and I, you know, we talked about him over and over again before the season even started. And I said over and over, I would love to be proven wrong by him. Completely have been. Completely have been. He's he has been. Uh, you know, you're always going to have. McCarr and, and Rantanen's having an amazing season, and so is Nathan McKinnon. No shock there. Um, but if you were to ask me right now, who's the most valuable player on the Avalanche? I don't know if he would win it. He's in the conversation for absolutely. Sure. And you know, you brought it up in the first segment about how this team is like gelling and getting together, no matter what line it is. And I think that has a lot to do with your gift. Where mm. you see that, especially on the defensive play, and like when well, we're going to start talking about individual performances in that Dallas game, Josh Manson is one of them. He had a, he tallied a goal. Yeah, um, I know we'll talk about the penalty. I want to talk about but, him. Yeah, go ahead. But if you look at where like Kale McCarr, Taze, Manson, where the D is playing, they're not hovering on the blue line. They're playing deep because mm. they have this belief and this confidence in their goalie, where they can get a little risky playing defense. That is a risk to, but you see it, but you, you see, you see them playing deeper where you didn't last year when it came to like Darcy Kemper or even Frankie back there. Do that. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, they have this confidence and it feels like it's one less thing they have to worry about and the defense could play more offense and there's more freedom playing offense because you don't have to worry so much about your goalie. And I feel like the cohesion on the forwards and the defense and, and the goalie play work hand in hand with where the Avalanche are sitting right now. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. So, um, and you ride that out as long as you can. Uh, you don't like to see, I think Dallas had 42 shots on goal. You still don't want that. No. You, you don't want to put that much pressure on your goalie. Where it's like, hey, you know, you're playing so great. We're just going to let them, you know, pepper you with 42 shots. Uh, but some of that is just Dallas, you know, being a good team. I, so, and I feel gonna, like they're being experimental with how they're playing defense and what they're getting away with and what they're compensating for on the injury. Uh, maybe, uh, I mean, they had a rough go of it in the beginning of the season. So I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. If they are, I don't want them to do that. I don't want oh them yeah, to be experimental. It, Play play your game, play your game normal, and and make life less miserable for your goalie who's playing out of this world right now. Just yep. don't continue to rely on that. Um, you mentioned Josh Manson. I definitely talk about him because he, uh, Jared Bednar, <clears throat> with a quote of saying he, he he's like he had a, a heck of a time or however he worded it. Um, I I I did not have a problem with with any of the penalties that that Manson was called for. I honestly didn't. Um, the one that he that was uh, the the check that he gave up against the board. I don't know how that was really holding. I, I didn't see it, 
the one where he had the tripping was clearly tripping, but he was trying to make a hard play and the stick. Sometimes that just happened. He wasn't deliberately trying to, to, to trip the guy. He was kind of puck kind of like redirected. He was going one way. The puck was going the other way. So he kind of adjusted and the, t- the puck got, or the, excuse me, the stick got caught between the, the, the Dallas players legs. Mm-hmm. All those penalties were just hard fought. Pen- they weren't stupid penalties. If you yeah. ask me. So the penalties I, I I didn't mind, and then he gets whacked in the face, and and nothing is called there, and and maybe the phrase of the the year took place, uh, no injury, no penalty. I, I I can't wrap my head around that one for the life of me. We are checking off my bingo card when it comes to hockey. When it comes to watching England cl- uh, take out our own goalie, never <laughs> yeah. seen that before in my life, and then a referee on television say no injury no penalty i never in my life never i don't get it It, well the the first one against manson was interference and even that he like it wasn't like this intentional he he was just skating and he turned around and he just happened to be in a guy's way okay like you you can live with those penalties i I didn't think they were egregious and, and stupid you know i was going back to the uh nikita zadorov penalties oh. which were just so dumb uh, it was not that they, they they were not that. And then, you know, he does tally a goal in the game. So he redeems himself a little bit. I think he had an assist too. I believe he did. Um, yes, he did. So an eventful game for Josh Manson, but it was all hard work ethic in my opinion. So, um, and the avalanche, you know, that kind of leads me into their penalty kill. They played half of the second period on a penalty kill. And, Overall, I think they're they've, they're moving up. I think they're like twentieth now, twentieth uh, or twenty first in the league. But if you, like I said before, if you remove like the first three weeks of of the season, uh, they're one of the top penalty kills in the league right now. They have really, really turned that around. One for five, Dallas was on the power play, and the Canucks zero oh for five. You don't want to take that many penalties yeah. in a game. Uh, but the Avalanche are killing them right now. They they are all of these things that were kind of just in, in the beginning of the season that you're doing some good things and some bad things. They're all kind of moving towards the center of everything that they're doing right now. They're doing relatively well. Number including one, the penalty kill. Number one in the league on the power play, 33.8. 20th in the league with the penalty kill at 77.6, yeah. which was substantial improvement from the bottom well it's it's tough to move up I mean, yeah. you know what i mean like it, it once, once a couple months in the season happen like those those percentages don't move a lot so it's tough to move up and move down but they have kind of methodically moved through the 20s yeah they were they were 29th yep for a good portion of the early part of the season uh so so they're doing a lot of things very, very well on, on the penalty kill. I'm happy about that. Um, all right. So we have a sound check to get to for this Dallas game. So we're going to get to that. <clears throat> and then uh, the Avalanche wore these reverse retros against Dallas. I've said I've always liked them. Kyle was kind of on the fence. Did his mind change seeing them? Not in the flesh that they weren't at the game, but on the screen. Everybody on the team wearing them. You saw the full getup. Did that change anything for Mr. Shaggy Von Doom? Am I stealing it off your porch? Mm, let's see. He's going to be uh, grinching the reverse retros. We shall see. But first, 
We're going to talk about betonline.net, which is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. And I really hope you are not betting on those Denver Broncos. God, I, I, I don't like this is I, I've been a Bronco fan my entire life. I've never seen a struggle uh, like it is right now with them. And, and my good friend who I just went to go visit in North Carolina is a Panthers fan. He's not even bragging about that win. <laughs> He's just like, it's not that his team is any, any, any better, but man. Carson Wentz has more touchdown passes yeah. than Russell Wilson, and he hasn't played a game since week six. Unbelievable, man. Struggle, struggle. So, uh, but you can still get the latest odds on the Denver Broncos. I don't know who they got next. Look who, who they got next week while I'm, I'm doing this. Ad. Uh, so look up the, the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer, esports, even hockey. We've got we've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love podcasts, you can find those as well at betonline. We are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. That is betonline.net. It's where the game starts. Baltimore. <clears throat> oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. That's not going to be good. Um, all right, sir. So we, we do have a, a sound check to get to for the Dallas Stars game. We didn't do one because of for Vancouver because that led into Thanksgiving and it was just busy for both of us. So we didn't do one for that. But we have one for the uh, the most recent Avalanche versus Stars. So you can go to Spotify, search Locked on Avalanche Soundcheck. This is volume two. And we pick uh, songs that we feel best summarize the most recent game. What do you got? Everybody knows I'm the heavy metal ska punk guy. Sometimes some 90s gangster rap. You don't, you don't know me. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm not continuing that trend tonight. Okay. Elton John. Ooh. Saturday night's all right for fighting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to give some credit to uh, Mr. McDonald. Yeah. For, for mixing it up. Uh, and, and another good fight. Another good fight. Uh, McDonald. Taking up for the team, the whole game was chippy. That's why the refs were on uh, Manson so bad because he was just, he was like a little, like a pit bull in every little scrum and the corners and the boards. There was extra checks, finishing checks after the whistle. It was just, it's Dallas Stars avalanche hockey and Saturday night was a fight. Yeah, but I thought it was good chippiness. It was. I didn't think there was any cheap shots going yeah, around. No, yeah, it's it's to that that kind of like competitive chippiness <clears throat> that you grow to expect with two playoff caliber teams. Yeah, it's respectable. I I, I liked it. I liked that, and I think that's a <clears throat> a very solid pick. It 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 fits. Uh, for me, I'm going with a uh, like an instrumental heavy i don't say heavy metal but heavy rock band they're called man is not a bird is the name of the the band mm -hmm. and because the avalanche had that whole situation in nashville they made the flight there nashville had the the water main break which i'm, I'm sure a lot of people have seen the videos that have yeah. come at it like that was I, when i first heard about it I thought it was like in the general area and it just affected the arena. Oh, that was inside the arena. In the there, tape I mean, room. That, yeah, that was like a, a water slide park that you could turn that arena into. Uh, so they they went there, game canceled, had to fly back, and then they followed that up with a, a good game uh, eventually against Dallas. 
So because of that, Man Is Not a Bird has a song that is called Survived the Great Flood. Ooh. And that is uh, what is going to be on the Locked On Avalanche soundcheck volume two for me. So I good, really that. good band, man. Like really good. Like, I'm going to check that out. Instrumental stuff. Awesome, awesome. I think they have a couple songs with a couple lyrics here. Like, kind of like Mogwai. I don't know if you know who Mogwai is. But yeah, Mogwai yeah, yeah, a yeah, lot, yeah, yeah. A lot of instrumentals, yeah. but they started incorporating lyrics. Like Blue Man Group. That's true. Yes. And we've had Blue Man Group on volume one. Yes, we have. So uh, there you go. Go check those out. Subscribe to or follow that. And uh, when after every, every game, we throw a new song on there. So that's what we got today. Um, all right. Reverse retros were worn for the first time. <clears throat> um, little side note on reverse retros. I Everybody knows my uh, disdain for the Vegas Golden Knights. I absolutely oh. love how uh, all they could really talk about was them walking through the tunnel to the ice in uh you know those reverse retros that glow in the dark because they got blown out by vancouver five to one so you can't talk about the game you have to talk about how your jerseys glow in the dark which is cool for like 10 seconds it was cool uh, for 10 seconds yeah ours <laughs> wore them for the first time in this dallas game i liked them when they came out i think i like them even more when you see them on the entire team and they're all out there on the ice I think the gloves are great. I think the socks are great. I think the helmets are awesome with the C on it. Um, from top to bottom, I, I, I liked that. Like I said, I liked them when I just saw the jersey. And when you see it in full with the whole team wearing them, I, I, th- I think they're pretty sharp. When they were revealed, I initially hated them. Um, like despised. Yeah, you did. After that game, it almost brought me to the point of putting it up there between, like, home, away. Reverse retro almost hit right there. The thing that kills it for me. Yeah. My day job, I'm involved with the AHL. Mm -hmm. And those shoulder patches, I feel like this is I will get, yes. It feels like a minor league jersey. If they would take off the Avalanche logo on the shoulder, sign me up. Third best Avalanche jersey we have. And yeah. I would put it above the reverse retro of last year because, yeah, it's cool. But I like the original, like the original, original. Mm-hmm. This reverse retro would jump that if it wasn't for those shoulder patches. It feels like the Eagles playing other teams. It is a little weird. I, I will say that. Yep. I think that's the one thing that. What would you put in place of it? I mean, just nothing. No, just go solid blue. Like we know you're the Avalanche. Come on, you're, you've got yeah. poster guys on your team. Like <clears throat> we know who you are. Put nothing. I know. Just have that blue. <clears throat> Good to go. I know there's a lot of people saying like, oh, I'd put the Yeti foot. Like, no, I, I wouldn't. Uh, well, I mean, I would say yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, but they they wouldn't do that. And no. and I've talked about this before with a couple of people online. Like uh, they got to bring back the Yeti foot. They just took away the Yeti foot not that long ago. Yeah. So they're not going to like, they're going to create demand for that. And, and the demand might be 10 years from now. Like you're not going to see anything Yeti foot. <laughs> I would say in the next 10 years, because look at, look at what they did with the Nordiques. 25, 25 years, years before they did anything with the Nordiques. So the fact that they just took the Yeti foot away, I think it was like three years ago, four years ago. Um, yeah. It was, yeah. So it's, like, it, yeah. It's not they, – they were not going to do anything. with. I know a lot of people wanted to Yeti foot just like front and center, center crest. 
yes, that would be cool. YOLO. It's not happening right now. It's not happening right now. So no. yeah, I think I think it's a good idea just to do nothing. I'd, I'd be okay with that. And it would have it would have been honestly, it would have been perfect. Like every time I would start to fall in love with that jersey, we take a face off. I'm like, my God, this looks like a minor league jersey. And I immediately go back You're to writing. Yeah. Uh, but again, I, a lot of people are in love with the uh, you know the number font. Oh, which the font, which is fantastic. After so, this year, it should be the the font going forward. I th- I would love to bring that back. I really would. I mean, I, I like the like the Miko Rantanen one behind me, like that. It's yeah. very nice and and kind of like modern, almost has like a minimalistic look to it. But yeah, th- those you know that font was nobody had that. No, that that was just specific for your team. And there's some numbers. Yeah, like looking at that font, like when you think about it before, you think about like Sackick, Forsberg, Wah seeing those numbers you could jot them down on paper all day there you go you're back Uh, but when you when you had the like the 33 21 19 you could jot them down all day long but when you see them in that font on the jersey it's all time there's yeah there's some that i just love like i I got i got a miko ranton in one because i love the like the pointiness of like the the nine and the six i thought uh sam gerrard's looked awesome oh yeah the the four and the nine looked so uh, good sampos looked good that how they did uh, his little 75. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they, I mean, so they're good. sharp. They're sharp. I, I, maybe they do bring that back. Maybe, I don't know. I don't think anybody would be against that. So we shall see, but I don't know. Some I've seen some teams come out with a, a calendar of when they're going to wear their reverse retros. I have too. I, I don't, the avalanche haven't done that, that I've seen. I haven't so, seen it either. I think we'll it was to, announced. Yeah. But I, I cannot remember seeing a calendar. I don't remember. I don't remember. So um, I think it should just be one of those things. Hey, you won in them. Wear them every single time until you, you don't. Ooh. Until you lose it. I know they're not going to do that. But. Um, all right. So that'll wrap it up for today. We'll be back tomorrow with uh, whatever happening in Avalanche Nation. Uh, but there is a game on Tuesday. And that is against Winnipeg, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice little revenge game there for the Avalanche. So, um, yeah. So we will be back tomorrow to discuss anything going on in avalanche world until then thank you for making this your first listen of the day that is always appreciated he is mr shaggy von doom kyle sullivan i am chris Maselli, and this is the locked on avalanche podcast thanks for tuning in everybody and we'll see you tomorrow go abs go